Hello, thank you very much for downloading our little podcast. Um, my name is Dr. Neville, or um, at Leeds Book Club, if you're a Twitter user, and I'm here with the delectable book elf Leeds, Hiya. commonly referred to as um, Queen of all of the literary world, or elf. Um, and we are here to discuss three different sets of books in the first of what we're hoping will become a series of podcasts, mm-hmm. which will be going up on the blog, which is leedsbookclub.blogspot.com. The books that we've picked um, all have a very spooky and unearthly theme. <laughs> Sound effects will be provided only by us throughout the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> because we don't want to break any licensing laws. Yeah, and we're cheap. We're really quite cheap. <laughs> and we're not the poor, there's a difference. <laughs> but yes. <laughs> anyway, the three series of books that we are going to be talking about are... Um, His Dark Materials by Philip Pullman. Excellent. Uh, also, the Dark is Rising sequence by Suzanne Cooper, and finally, oh my God, what are they? Oh, the, the chron- Chronicles, <laughs> the Chronicles of Ancient Darkness by Michelle Paver. Yes, and your entertainment tonight should be provided primarily by some Gillian Merlot. Yes, that's as does three eighty eight the bottle. It ain't half bad. However, you can get wine from other retailers, <laughs> 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 including booze bin. <laughs> Right, so um, I only read The Dark is Rising recently. I, this is not a childhood book for me at all. Mm-hmm. Um, I read one on, I think, A Whim of Yours, and yes, then yes. you just found We got it at work. Um, I, I should say I do have access to quite a lot of books working in the library. Mm-hmm. Um, we got it in at work um, because I believe the film was out, and there was a... Oh, yeah, Christopher Eccleston or something. Yeah, apparently it's very bad. I think that it's like the... Um, it's actually going to be like the... the Northern Lights, isn't it? <laughs> people who people who very love bad. no, but see, this is it. I love the 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 Golden Compass. I really like it. You get to see the bears, and mm. we'll get we'll get into we'll that get into in more detail. Golden, no, we'll but no, I really enjoy it. It might be the sort of thing that if you're a fan of the books, you watch it and you go, "What an awesome film!" But if you're a Hollywood director, you're looking at the returns, going, "Well, nobody went to see mm-hmm. that." Um, but no, what a phenomenal series of books. They're yeah. just genuinely creepy. They are never patronising to their audience. They And they feature kids that aren't... Well, see, this is the thing. You know how the... the what are they? The pen, penny, pensieves in... Pensieves in the Chronicles, in in the Chronicles, Chronicles of Narnia. Narnia. Well, they're all just a bit good, really, aren't well, they? Well, they are. And then they become kings and queen, and they're better. And then they even become better good. I mean, even the, the Edmund, the, the bad child isn't actually that bad he just wants he's just, he's just kind of gets in the stranger's car for turkey you, delight you know you're told not to do at school but no but you know what his dad was away fighting a war yeah. and his mum was a bit stressed and i can totally see why you'd be cows going, you know you, yeah you, but you know like they, they stayed good throughout and i was a little bit worried there will be spoilers on this yeah, by the yeah. way people but i was a little bit worried that um after will discovered he was an old right, one let's let's just get through the the the, the, the chronic because i'm just aware that quite a lot of people might not have read these books they might have read The Darkest Rising but there are actually five books in the series yeah. and it starts with Oversea and Understone and that's where you meet the three um, Drew Drew children Drew children Jane, Simon and Barney yeah and it turns out they're kind of like our representatives in the story they're kids just like we would have been at that mm-hmm. at that point and were a couple of years ago all about ten ago. years old-ish I think between some say eight and 
Eight and twelve. Twelve, yeah. Um, certainly in the first book. The second book then introduces Will. Mm. Will is slightly different in that he's a protagonist who's grown up just like any of us would, but he, on his eleventh birthday, discovers that as the seventh son of a seventh son... Which I thought was a lovely touch. I thought it was particularly lovely because none of the children knew that there had been that little boy that didn't survive. That was was actually really sad. They found... He's going through his Christmas decorations and they found, like, little carved initials for all of the children, Mm. including one... I think it was a T for yeah. Thomas for a child that never survived, and it's so it's it's not laboured on at all. It's presented. The There's some the emotional father, reaction. You see the mother and the father's sadness, but it's yeah, not like and then they move on and they go right back, and that's really good as well because, because I remember when I was a child having like ornaments and things like that that were your baby ornaments, and um, you would. I mean, me and my sister, um, we had these little baubles with our names and our uh, dates of birth on them, mm. um, and those are Christmas baubles, and you know that's the sort of thing that you would find and it would remind you of something but I thought it was a lovely touch and it, the family itself family unit that were so grounding they were lovely I mean all there were seven kids well six kids and they were all over the place and so one of them was in the navy and they still seem like a really nice family that you'd mm. want you, you, the sort of family you'd want to know it's kind of like um, about, really, with the with the exception of Amy and even Amy makes the ensemble you know the little woman family yeah like you read it as an adult and you kind of go oh my god that's it's a so family twee. unit that you but can actually figure out yeah it would work it, it, that way you really sort of think no that makes sense you kick mm. that wine over onto my white carpet and the I wine, swear the so wine is far away from my foot the wine is a good I'd say a foot and a half away from my we foot we are not at all paranoid so <laughs> 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 but no um, the, the, the dark rising it then it goes on to Greenwich and then it's oh, the Grey King I've got them laid yeah. out in the, front b- of basically they follow the, the fundamental pattern of the Arthurian legends mm. and they're all about the ancient mysteries including the grail though yeah. the grail isn't exactly what we'd expect it's also not the Indiana Jones version which is kind <laughs> of nice but it's the original version the original Arthurian myth the grail wasn't even a grail it was a cauldron I, mean, I know but it's also not the da- Dan Da Vinci Code either you know it's not a giant woman or anything no it's, it's but it's they're really <laughs> sweet they're really, really sweet. well really written sweet. books and I think the fact that there are consequences there are long term impacts I mm. think in the final book there's a uh, an albino character who kind of to be honest appears out of nowhere and you're kind of like wow I wonder no, I wonder whether or not this strange enigmatic ghost-like creature that just appears in the fourth book is going to have oh wait he turns out to have huge significance oh, what a shock cool. I got right but no he there's a bit in the in the last book mm. where um where he kind of it's 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 that fundamental argument for adulthood isn't it and you've got one foot in the world of child and one yeah. foot in the world of adults well, and he has to make a decision that's what all coming of age books are about but it's, it's about making choices the last it's done in such it's so done so well again to compare know. it directly to the Narnia books I mean if you compare the series of books they are which we weren't intending to do at all, we all by the way to do at all, by the way but you can't you can't not um, the, these books are written in the 70s I'm guessing from quite the woman who wrote these books probably grew up with the Narnia books herself mm, mm. and and I think they are and Silver in the Tree the last certainly book, this the the choices they make the, the, when you say you can't come back in this world this world is over now mm. it, and again we're going to be talking about about um, Philip Bullman series later on again it's the choice it's, it's growing up yeah. and that is what fundamentally quite a lot of children's novels are, that are set around this, 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 this period of your age are about because I think the children that are reading these books want to know about that. I tell you what, really, there was a, there was a piece um, I believe in the Guardian, um, I, roughly just just over a year ago. It was quite soon after we'd started the book club, and uh, I remember we passed it between each other on Twitter, delighted to have found it. Mm. Um, but it was about the the role of parents in children.
children's literature Mm -hmm. and they were going through what I consider to be you know the great series in children's literature you start with your Enid Blyton the famous five and you know and you you know but you know but you know what I mean you move on (laughs) then to the there's the Jupiter Jones series and and there are all the Jones I've never even heard of them we'll we'll get back to that that, that, another podcast yes but um but yeah you know then then you move into your Harry Potter's the Narnia books the dark materials um his dark materials and all of them are are all of the children the whole reason why the children are so independent the whole reason why they have access to this incredible world of the imagination is because of the absent or abusive father figure or a parental unit whereas in the dark is rising yeah, the children are supported the, their parents know that they're going off oh, and I on love the beach her, I love their mum I love the Drew the Drew, the, the Drew children have an awesome mum oh, Will has a great family setup. Bran doesn't but notably yeah, but the, the redemption throughout the book is the, the fact that he and his father come together yeah, yeah. and I think it's I think it was beautiful and I, I really wish that I had read this back mm. when I read that article yeah. because it, it is the article that you go and the exception that near proves the rule mm-hmm is this series where the children have wonderfully supportive adult relationships, mm-hmm. you know, as in relationships with adults. And it is the adult relationships in the end that save them. Well, it's, I think that it's the adult, the, the way the adults live their lives mm. provides the template by which the children individually decide that's how they want their lives to be. Like, Will has Merriman, who he's oh, almost Merriman certainly... Oh, Merriman is one of the main... Merriman is another main Merriman main is the character. only character that sort of in, interacts in all of the books in some form he or another. No oh my God, how, how vicious was he in the fourth one when he basically gives Will hepatitis in order to make him ill and send him to Wales so he can fulfill the next part of his destiny (laughs) it was well no like at the end of the book there's just this part where Will kind of reflects on like if old ones never got ill ill, how how come I got it yeah but okay I was kind of like Merriman you bastard (laughs) there is a mass right in the second book Will finds out that he can control fire in the fourth book there is a massive fire which he does not put out. Oh, but they explain that because there's a stone on the ground. Oh, because there's a stone. No, but that, that stone comes later. That stone's with the dog. Oh, the dogs. Oh, oh my God. And a relationship with the pets. In every book, there's a relationship with an animal. And that is key as well. Because the children are secure. Mm. The children have relationships with animals and humans. And they are part of the wider world. And I think mm. this book, again, it shows the environment so well. I mean, the Green Witch, the third I think book. they're actually uh, um, in, in, a, in a weird way. Because I don't think this is the focus on the books at all. It's, it's just very something environmental that I books. picked up very on. environmental. I actually books. think that they're, they're they're far more say pagan era well, that's, that's than they would I'm be saying, Christian yeah. era. Oh, gotcha. The, 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 there is no one redemptive the figure. Dark, the, the whole idea is the planet. You know, you, we're all connected. The darkest Christian. The books. It's all pagan. It's all all the stories and all the figures within the books, like the, the hunt and mm. all of these things. They all. Whereas come the writer is the bishop side. of the the new faith, as it this were. This is it. The dark. I think is this Christian well not Christian say more uh, I mean and this is pure speculation it's never pure speculation from us but uh, in in, in my view of it as an adult reading the books not as a child I don't think I'd ever pick this up as a child not even as half as strong as you do with Philip Pullman say yeah Um, the paganism within it that the children are very very open to and don't ever question even though Will mm. is a committed Christian and mm. church, sings in the church choir it isn't the, the, the organised religion like, that's the problem it's, it's more the, like it's the, the old religion reinforces the all of that's good about yeah. the new religion whereas the new religion has developed along very regimental lines but it's not religion let's well, it's, well, it's not say religion it's, 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 it's spirituality spirituality it's a dark more holistic life. versus the dark a very is central the, figure the dark is the enemy the dark is rising comes from oh my god where's the poem we have to read the poem there are several there's it's it's um one of the one of those books that like you read the little poem 
poetry bits really in them. And I always know it from um, from um, the magician's nephew oh, is strike the bell, adventurous stranger, strike the bell and bide the danger, mm. or wonder till it drove you mad what would have happened if you had. And this book is exactly like this. Particularly, that's a little sad. I think that Gre- Greenwich in particular is the one where the song it, oh, it becomes Greenwich. so much part of the story. Well, I actually want to read out a little section for Greenwich because Greenwich is my favourite. The book is so the third book. It's it's the it's more a womanly book. Yeah, it, it, it's the chick book. It's the chick book. Um, the main character, one of the main characters, Jane, um, one of the three Drew, Drew children, children, who is lovely. And throughout, you just oh, mm. she's just really sweet, and she loves. Am I the only one thinking that her, there's a bit of sweetness, a little bit of sweetness at the yeah. end? He gives her a stone, and says, "Jenny, you want this stone?" No, I actually don't like, think so. I think it was Will because it's no, Will that no, notices no, 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 no. that Bran saw it. He, Will was the one watching the two of them kind Will's of going, "Merlin, he's sexless." No, Mary is Merlin. Yeah, I know, but Will's Will is the natural successor to Merlin. That's he's. He's his apprentice. So and look at Guinevere, who dropped her Guinevere, son. Guinevere. Guinevere, who dropped her son through through Aha, two, two myths, centuries. My myths. You know <laughs> that the timeline does not suggest that no, they are incapable no. of forming relationships with normal people. He could have been Lancelot's son. It's ne- it's never said, but it might. Be no, it is said explicitly a number of times that he right. is the king's anyway, son. Anyway, she had betrayed him once, but he. But she is didn't the betray him son. again. She knew what was good for. Do you know what? Anybody time. who is halfway tempted to read these books is now sitting there going. <laughs> oh, I get it now. I oh, have yeah, no interest anymore. Anyway, this is the poem and it's beautiful. <clears throat> when the dark comes rising, six shall turn it back. Three from their circle, three from their track. Rud, bronze, iron, water, fire, stone. Five will return and one go alone. Iron for the birthday, bronze cast carried long. Wood from the burning, stone out of song. Fire in the candle wing, water from the thaw. Six signs the circle and the grail gone before. Fire on the mountain shall shine the harp of gold, played to wake the sleepers, oldest of the old. Power from the green witch lost beneath the sea. All shall find the light at last, silver on the tree. It's so beautiful. Right, if you don't need a spoiler, every single thing that is in these books is, is in, in this that poem, poem, which which appears in the second of the books. This is completely planned from mm. beginning to end. Mm. She, I mean, the first book was published... La 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 la, brand new publishing. It's funny though because first book, 65. You just can't escape Narnia with these books because the first book, Oversea and Under Stone, is very like The Magician's Nephew in that nobody reads it until after they've read The Lion, the Witch and the Wardrobe. First book, 65, second book, 77. 12 year gap between the two. And it's completely thought out from beginning to end. It doesn't Mm -hmm. do a Harry Potter and just turn into this mental journey throughout the world. Now, I know know exactly what you mean with the Harry Potters. I love the Harry Potter books. I don't even care that they become adult novels what I really admire about this is the story that she set out to tell mm-hmm. she set in five books all of whom have a unique plot and very mm-hmm. different directions. you could read any of them you could pick up if you picked all up Breaking and read it you wouldn't stand out. alone you just want to read the rest of them because they're so well written um, but none of them have become mammoth epochs no. it's like she knew the story she was telling and she she budgeted her time book, well Silver as and it were. Tree is 284 pages long that's that's Compared to like you've got you know the Twilight series, Harry Potter, all these quite more the Philip Pullman's even mm. they all start off really small, nice little thin books. They end up massive chunks of your shelf gone. I I actually I don't think the Philip Pullman ones became huge no. at the end. Um, I think that the only thing might well, massive. I think we might be hitting that point now where we're moving into one of the other series. Mm. Um, the the Philip Pullman ones that were were my suggestion to this because Jess had had introduced me to um the Dark is Rising and the Chronicles of Ancient the Chronicles Darkness. of Ancient Darkness. Um, the Philip Pullman ones were ones I didn't read until I was in university. And really? I absolutely oh I I, rem- I, I can tell you the, the the weekend that I got them, uh, it snowed. 
and we had just had. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Of snow. Sound effects of snow. Yes, the, the, the sound effect that you thought might have been snow was actually just wine. Sorry about that. We were misleading you grotesquely there. The snow was not like wine. Um, <laughs> that would have been fucking weird. That would have been awesome, and I wouldn't have spent the weekend trapped inside reading three books. Oh, you should eat. No, would you mind? Nice story. Snow, wine. We had a bunch of, um, of Korean students arrive like three weeks mm. beforehand and this they is woke when you were up living in halls. This is when I was living in halls. Um and they literally woke up one morning, saw snow and they all ran out in their PJs and were oh. making snow angels. And I was able to see this like from, I was looking down at it and um a mate that was staying with me had been reading the first one and he kind of went, This is your type of book, just read it and um and he went away for the weekend. So I read the first one and I I really enjoyed it. Start. I, I found the second one in his room. <laughs> I was like totally not shamed about going in and rummaging through his stuff to find two books that seemed perfectly normal in my head. Anyway, um, and started the second one, and that was it. I was absolutely hooked. However, the ages really annoy me. In in the Dark is Rising series, it's all very age appropriate. Everything happens. Yeah. Um, everything progresses and gets slightly darker, and I, that's one of the reasons I think Greenwich works so beautifully. And they so never and they never hurt. Not, not nothing happens to them that could seriously oh. hurt them. There's a lot of force. Yeah. Oh, I mean, like the in in one of the Dark is Rising books, the, the sort of the leader of the dark side pulls out one of the sis one, one of Will's sisters and goes, "I'll kill her if you don't do what I want." Which and is Will, really shocking. And Will really is, is horrified, thing. and he looks at her and he goes, "I have to go for the greater good here." I, I will miss my sister terribly, but you're the one killing her, not me. And, and the Dark like Rider is looking at him and he's shocked. It never occurred to him mm. that this child would choose the greater good over his family. Well, he's a little bit annoying in places, he's to a be little, honest. But, well, no, it's, 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 it works. He's it all bit, works. What is this? Do, Deus Ex Machina or whatever. Yeah, that's me and my Yorkshire Deus writing. Ex Machina. Deus Ex Machina. That thing. Yeah, that he, he does develop a power towards the end of the book, which usually it's saves a bit like, the day. like, I know everything at all times because I read it in a book. But anyway. <laughs> because I read it. Anyway, um, anyway kind but, of. But the but with the with the northern um, lights, these ones. with the northern lights, I read it. I flew. May I just it. say, um, Neville's copy is actually the Golden Compass. This is a travesty. It should be Northern Lights, and I will be buying her the uh, Northern Lights copy yes. of the book. I'd like this some, is a wrong. nice a nice set if you yes, if you want to spring that's that far. That's not a problem. Um, when I started the um, the the Northern Lights, I flew through it. Really enjoyed it. Um, and Lyra made sense to me. When I started the second one, Will made sense to yeah. me too. It all worked perfectly. In the third one. It really frustrated me that they're what 12, 13 years yeah. old. And they stroking talk each other's demons. So much. Okay, let's not even go into <laughs> that. But they um, are talking so much like adults. We I mean, will be going into it, stroking. It the actually was the thing that really bothered me in the film because in the book, when Lyra's calling everybody darling and dear one, and she's talking to adult men in a mm. very grown up way, in the book it's fine because you don't quite accept that she's merely an 11 year old or a 12 yeah. year old. In the film, you're watching it going, it's just a little bit pervy, really. Mm. It's one of the things that works perfectly on the page did not it's work in film the at all. Rubbish. The film wasn't rubbish. The we got to see rubbish. the bears fight. I don't give a poo about the bears. The film was rubbish. The first book in this Daniel series... Daniel Craig is not... Lord Asriel yeah, right, I know, is Jeremy I know. Irons. Lord Asriel has always been Jeremy Irons. Daniel Craig is not Lord... And Nicole Bloody Kidman's Australian! She was perfect. She, oh, visually, she, she was, was perfect gorgeous. For me. And don't get me wrong, I love Nicole Kidman. She is amazing. But no, what bothered me was they bottled the anti-Christian element. Yeah, and when you take that away from the storyline, it's actually a bit of a feeble storyline. Mm -hmm. It is the much bigger battle with the Magisterium and all I of that. I love the idea of dust. 
I love the idea of dust. I think it's just the energy that surrounds us is what makes us human. But in this world, that all that energy is concentrated mm. into a little tiny and being I was amazed that goes around with you, and yeah, that's your dust. I was amazed like, at how oh. comfortably, and I've I've talked this over with with kids as young as as twelve who are just struggling through the first books themselves because mm. they're very they're very grown up concepts, yeah. really. I mean, I mean I as I a student in university, I was reading them, kind of going, "Holy crap, my mind is being opened <laughs> here." Especially the you know? third book. Yeah, especially, especially the that third one. book. Um, but no, I thought I thought it was all done beautifully. Enjoyed it. I was surprised at how universal the concept of having a visual soul, you know, the yeah. demon that yeah. goes throughout. Oh, but how you talk to you children, demon, adults. The first thing everybody said is, "What was your what, what was, was your demon, demon, demon being?" Because you know. that's all. That, but then again, that's the thing that makes you grown up is knowing what your demon is. It's ma- it's knowing who you are as a person and what that. Or maybe realizing that, that you, you don't know who you are as a person. I think that I love. I like the fact that even though their demons set. They still had that on. They, they they knew the only reason that they the demons had settled was because of the journey mm. and each other. Mm. And I think that they Again, were both stroked. kind of. They didn't know whether or not stroking the demons. <laughs> I think it's. I still don't know what my demon is going to be. She I change my mind. I change my mind about my demon all the time. Yeah, I'm just waiting. On some drunken night, we're going to go out, and she's just going to walk up to some guy and go stroke Hi, my would you demon. Like to stroke my demon. I'm not going to say that I've used that as a line before. But I am going to say that I might do in the future because it's a good lie. If so, no, no, if, if a guy came up to me in a bar and said, hey, I'd like to know what your demon is, I'd be like, hello. <laughs> You're, and he'd have to be very attractive, though, because if a geeky guy, weird, strange man. Yeah, no, I'm sorry. If, a, if a guy said, walked up to that, and I'd be kind I'd of be like, what like, oh, Dungeons okay. and Dragons character oh, are you okay. still role playing? You know, <laughs> loser. <laughs> I played D&D, but I did it at the right time. I, I never, quit when I started I, secondary I never, school, never you know. Played. D&D because I'm not as sad. Anyway. You also didn't grow up in a country where it was normal. In Zim, everybody did. No, I, I grew up in Scarborough. Oh, no, that's not true. In Zim, <laughs> a very small number of us did. So Yes, in Scarborough, they were all busy outside singing about herbs. Yes, yes. Ganja baby, my sweet <laughs> I'd just like to point out that that never happened in Scarborough. <laughs> my youth was not tainted by the evil, evil ganja at any time. Never. Just for the record. Because drugs are wrong. Because drugs are wrong and very, very bad. Anyway, Philip Pullman. But while reading these books, you do feel like you're on drugs. Oh, because God, I think that the world so that he much. creates is so real. But it's you like look ha- up to make yourself a coffee, and you're kind of. I, I suppose it's kind of like if you're a really avid fringe watcher, you sort of wonder fringe. why there isn't a blimp outside your window because you're reading about a world where it's so visually fringe. real, you know. <laughs> Well, no, it's, it's uh, all ridiculous that. example to you. It's all about alt verses at the moment. It's the perfect example for anybody who's, who's wa- watching it. But, but um, no, you do feel like you're on drugs while watching it because it instantly, bec- and, and I think because I did grow up under a Western Christian, mm-hmm. you, you know, um, hegemony, I don't want to use that word, but you know what I mean. I, that was the, the mm-hmm. environment in which I grew up in. The, the battles that the characters are going through, once it is translated, once you, you start to see the analogy mm-hmm. quite clearly, it's it does really mimic the personal battle that somebody yeah. goes through yeah. when they decide that their faith that they have been raised in perhaps doesn't represent who well, they are the as a person. The second book who, 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 who the was third a nun. the second book who was a nun and Will, she's she a scientist. Sh- yeah, she shows up in the third book quite. I she can't she's the well, she's the snake, isn't she? Well, yeah. I, I mean, if, if Will is, of course, being Adam and Eve, she she offers the temptation. The only difference, of course, being in, in that once you've seen it in this context, you realise that. 
temptation isn't by its nature good or evil. Uh, Which is your favourite of the books? Because I think, to be honest, mine's, I mean, The Subtle Knife for me was the book that I remember the most reading as a teenager. Because, I mean, The, the Golden Comes came out in 95 when I was about 10, and I was one of those kids that got to read the books first because my mum was a teacher. Um, so I read Harry Potter before anybody else, and I read The Golden Compass before anyone else. And so I think I was a little bit young for The Golden Compass, but I remember The Subtle Knife because I read it when I was about 15. And I think I was just at the age where... You are wondering. Well, Will is fourteen, well, yeah, isn't 14 he? in and the book, and you mm. are wondering a little bit about yourself, and you are like, and especially with Will's situation where he, he's his mum is is incapable of looking after him, and that really struck a, a chord with me, especially. Mm. And I, I I really didn't identify with Will, but like you empathise with him so much more mm. than I did with Lyra, I think. Um, um, I love Lyra, and I think she's incredible. I'd love, to, I'd love to be her. I'd hate to meet her because she's, I'd hate her. She isn't in the books at all, but she's a proper Mary Sue type. In that, every mm. little girl reading that book wishes they were a little. They, they, everybody yeah. thinks she's so relatable. Everybody oh, thinks everybody that thinks she's the Lyra. cooler version of you. Mm. Whereas, in actual fact, I think that um, the, there were there were other characters that far better describe. I know, I know there was somebody. Like was talking and they were going and even though I'm a guy I totally relate to Lyra and it's awful I was looking what? at him going you're Roger I know you you're Roger and I'd never have said it for love nor money but you are a sheep dude oh. you are the guy who I gets sacrificed her, at the end she, of the, the book the friendship with Roger is what sets it all off even though he's such a kind of like he's just Roger he's just a dude but that's the thing it's like I, it starts well, with no, the really innocent and then it ends with this massive quest Roger is a proper character evil. until Will appears and you realise mm -hmm. that all Roger oh, was ever going to be was Lyra's childhood friend mm. Again, growing up, Will is guy who gets a stroke her demon, and that, and again, I'm not going to. I what, what I was going to what I was going to say is, <laughs> Neville's looking at me in the kind of like, oh my god, you're such. No, well, what I was what I was going to lead up to there was the um in in the when they. The, there's this the the whole the whole book is a journey. Lyra originally sets off from an alternative oh, use Oxford well? in order to look for her friend who's been kidnapped by bad people who literally separate children from their souls. Oh, it's disgusting! And it really is quite foul reading about it. She then she doesn't manage to rescue him. He's killed by her own father mm -hmm. after she is betrayed by her own mother, both of whom abandoned her when she was a child. And she ends up taking this epic journey through the universes in order to try and find a way to stop the leak that's happening um, despite the fact that the only time she and Will have ever been happy is when they're together and working together and in the same verse at the same time but obviously they, if they do that they'll die really young um, and they end up in the land of the dead basically and you they they make everything beautiful at the end but the, the beginning was just you have to tell your life story and any lie that you tell gets you condemned and it's really Lyra is an accomplished liar and just having to tell the truth like that finding all of your friends and realizing that they're trapped in this horrible limbo and it really it, it was one of those things that like after the book I, I knew that I knew that there were certain values within myself that I would always hang stronger to than perhaps the faith that I'd been raised in but there were certain things where like the concept of purgatory has become vile to me see, because of that yeah, description reading about it in I that could never become in that way religious because when I was 17, 18 we learned about perjury in school for the first time and you know I, I was raised Methodist I've never even heard of perjury until I've oh my god! Reformation and it's purgatory just is such awful. A horrible. As concept. Catholics, up until a, a few decades ago, we had limbo. Unless that was where unbaptized babies were sent forever for a bit. Yeah, baptized babies and suicides. I just thought it's right. just, and it really is grim. You really do appreciate oh. how 
horrible certain aspects of things that seem very benevolent are now one of the things that annoys me excellent point in these one of the things that annoys me though is that I know Philip Pullman did set out to make those points of the book and he makes them very well Philip Pullman recently you made a little speech about libraries awesome by the way nice one we are heartily there on behalf of the public of Britain whose libraries are getting shat on at the moment thank you Mr Pullman you are ace and a star and wonderful I'm going to continue ripping apart something that you did though Um, (laughs) sorry about that your books books are a bit rubbish but no the books are awesome no the books are awesome I thought the points that he made were beautiful I thought the the, I, I really thought that they and one of the, mm. the only thing about this whole experience that really annoyed me is I read the books in a flurry. I absolutely adore them. I then make the mistake of going online. <laughs> and oh, there are some weird fan fiction things it's online. No, it, what disturbed me was an interview. Lyra will fanfic. No, it will don't, don't. Mess your head up. Anyhow, I came across an interview that Mr. Pullman had done while promoting the books. Mm. And in them, he said some not very nice things about C.S. Lewis. And that really annoyed me because I think part I I totally I know exactly how these books are a response to the C.S. Lewis books. I totally get that. What bothers me is that C.S. Lewis was a Christian writing a Christian analogy fairy tale. And I I thoroughly respect that he did that. And by the way, Mr. Pullman, while reading the Narnia books as a child, I really didn't get the religious connotations until I was far older. Now they're as obvious to me as sugar and daylight. I only got the religious connotations in army books because I knew the story of Jesus and I just knew the story. The last battle... never bothered me at all. The the last battle, it all becomes very clear. But prior to that, they're beautiful stories. And I really thought... Your books are doing very well. They are totally capable. They are going to stand the test of time. I truly believe that mm. next to your C.S. Lewis's and your well, J.R.R. Tolkien's and your Roald Dahl's, there yeah, are going to be your Philip Pullman's. There's if no Lewis need to piss allowed. on Lewis, no. who is, is dead, is by the way, and can't to, respond. If Lewis is allowed to write a series of books as a Christian, mm. which use Christian analogies, and why, Philip Pullman equally is allowed to write as an atheist a series of books that damn a Christian religion as atheism does but they, those books can it's, stand on their own yeah. there's absolutely no need for a, no. a valid and no. talented literary author to, nowadays you don't write books it's not like a book off yeah. You know what I mean? It's not like 50 years people are going to be like, but oh, as I say, the Lewis versus Pullman war. Now, I do believe, I do believe oh, that no, subsequently, I, I, I believe that subsequently Mr. Pullman has said that, um, that a lot of the very negative statements were kind of off-the-cuff comments that were pulled yeah. together from a series of interviews. And I do get that the Narnia books were obviously pivotal in the creation of these ones. Mm. I'm totally respectful of that. Mm. But it really bugged me at the time. It really made me sort of think a little bit less of the author. But on the reread of these books, which I did about two years ago, mm. I mean, they—they they are, they are, they are the 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 morality tales. They're kind of like Aesop's fables. The reason why Aesop's <laughs> fables have lasted for so long is that they predate any of our Christian mythology. Mm. These are books that you children should read to learn how to be good people mm. that don't involve them having an invisible man in the sky watching them and judging them. But at the same time with these books... They're bleak. They're the ending is bleak. They're bleak. But what I love most about them is that anything can happen in these books. Mm. You can... You can fly in a balloon, you can be a witch, you can I do mean, anything. I mean, and when we discover that the mother 
passionately loved Lyra and mm. had basically spent 12 years mm. living a complete lie so that when the moment came, she could betray her daughter for good mm. without her daughter even knowing. I mean, realizing that was heartbreaking. It was so beautifully done. I now, to say none of the adult. I mean, the adult characters for me, the ones I love best, were the, 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 the gypsies. Not they're not called gypsies in the book. What are they, what are they referred to? The fa Lord Far and his family. Yeah, I can't. The they are clearly the gypsians, itinerant community. Yeah. But they're incredible. I mean, gypsians, yes, it's gyp much more of an Egypt yeah. than gypsy. Yeah. Um, but now, uh, one of the things that really excites me is that Phil Pullman has always said that the trilogy stands alone. Mm. And then he said that in recent years, it's been niggling at him. He just doesn't think that either Lyra or Will would be completely satisfied with the ending that Will got. fights back! No, he, he's, he's seriously saying that it just really? like pops in his head every now and again where he kind no, of goes, well, they, no, they, kept one, they kept one, and for the best reasons, they kept one of the openings between the worlds there and, and it had to be but he's just like he, he just can't accept that Lyra and Will wouldn't even look oh and I mean the idea of it the two of them sitting on that I mean, bench year in year out oh. apparently there are people I, who go I, down I, and do it in Oxford oh. yeah that's a bit sad that I um, bit sad. I would love to read obviously but at the same time it's a little bit like the last Indiana Jones movie you know there's no need for it just don't do it, man. I think that if perfect. he wrote it and he said that, like, you know, they're, they're 60, 70 years old and they just think, no. fuck it, the 10 years that we've got left, I'm happy with, then I could totally believe it. If he finds as good a reason as that, then I'd no, read it. Leave it. But, if, uh, but there is a part of me that's just like, I mean, uh, the thing is, I've read Lyra's Oxford and the books that the very children because he wrote, he's written some books that are very children's See, books around them. They are absolutely lovely. They, are just, they? they just enforce the stories. Mm. Um, I agree with you that I don't want anything to take it, but I could totally read another one. I think, um, going back to your question that you asked and then refused to let me answer, um, I think the Amber Spike Glass is my favourite. Mm. Um, I think because they do all their growing up. Mm. Mm. Everything, the scene has been set. Um, and I love the world that's created. That weird science fiction moment that just pops into the oh, books. Oh, you love your sci-fi. But no, but it's great because like they're they're very fantastical books. And mm. then out of nowhere, you just get proper hard sci-fi <laughs> rammed in there. There's a planet. Everything's on wheels. Deal with it. There's there's nuts. It's <laughs> all insane. Nothing in makes planet. sense. And then suddenly, suddenly they introduce the idea of oil and mm. everything that's happened in the previous two books you just go oh I get it <laughs> and uh, you can even see how it's going to end mm. and, um, and and the way that it ends oh I love the concepts of demons I really want my own um, I, I, I have no idea what it is um, and, and in a way that saddens me because I think I'd like a bush baby oh you see the just really big eyes somebody said and it's got hands me recently, so it could like dial words. numbers for me on the telephone oh no that's just weird no, I do my diving. No, no. I, I don't want my, 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 my demon to do stuff for me. I just want it to be there. See, I, I fall asleep and my sleeping personality gets up and does the washing up. <laughs> so I'm totally comfortable with the idea of, of having, you know. Right, um, I really need to blow my nose. I shall put this on pause yes, and try and right, edit we'll that out. We'll be back in a minute. And we're back. Hello. Um, right, I think that we've rambled, abused and <laughs> praised his dark materials. <laughs> Quite enough um, <laughs> Sorry, for us to Philip be in some Pullman. serious libelous danger. Philip Pullman, you're amazing. We love you. Save libraries. Hashtag save libraries. Hashtag yes. save libraries. Um, yeah, we'll get off that bandwagon as soon as they save the fucking thing. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. I've been so good as well. <laughs> um, 
at 50p in the airport <laughs> we, are, we have a little uh, swear pot because um, um, we're both trying very hard uh, not to swear not to sound like I have to that I'm not at work at the moment in order to stop saying F and things and Bad, bad words, so 50p in the airport. Um, can I, can I do a set Paxman and say cunt? So, you know, can, oh my god, can we not words? <laughs> we'll edit that out. yeah, uh, no, we're so not editing out. We'll put a language warning up, <laughs> take the abuse when it comes. Um, oh, right, the, the final series that yes. we, we are yes. comparing in our turn the lights up, it's about to get very dark. Yeah, um, podcast debut. Hello, oh, we should we should call this like the, the prologue, and the next one could be chapter one. Oh, oh god, and if we this, do any mini ones, <laughs> they could be excerpts. Sorry, right, off is, topic. <laughs> oh, um. This is Harry Potter, I ain't doing any, like, you know, bandwagon shit. Bollocks of that. I'm Neither not sworn now, might as well carry on. Anyway, so... Anyway, uh, Crowds of Ancient Darkness. <laughs> right, it's by Michelle Paver, and It's immense. How many books? Five books. Six books. Six books in um, the series. Set during the age of Cro-Magnus. No, 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 it's... Um, is it after 30, that? 35,000 years ago. Oh, it's well after that yeah. then. Not e- not even thirty five. That's kind of the that's one that's kind of the cave bear. Um, if you've which read, the new book is out by the way in March of Clan of the Cave Bear. Buy it. If you've read Clan of the Cave Bear and oh. you enjoyed it, um, oh, this is a book oh, to get your children. Uh, Torak is the main character, mm-hmm. and he is in the in the very first page of the very first chapter mm-hmm. of the very first book. His father gets mauled to death by a bear. You just can't get more, you know, caveman-esque, I really. I love it. I absolutely love it. But it's, it's great. It's great. sad. And you immediately feel awful about it. But it gives you that concept that in the world that Torak lives in, people die. It's mm. the equivalent of shit happens, get used to <laughs> it. Do you know what I mean? And it's brilliant. I, I, Once again, I cannot laud the books enough for not patronising to no, their audience. No, I'm so sick of I mean, children's books that much, are so cute. How much, um, oh my god a character is going to die in Harry Potter book four and it's like and it's one of the grown ups and it's a grown up who you only know for a book it's not like you know Dumbledore dies at the end of book two or on the first page Harry sees both of his parents called to death by a bear I've got to say like the aftermath of the books the aftermath of the Mm. Harry Potter books Mm. um, I really felt for that character that died that we're not going to name um, but that adult character that died I felt awful about it but in retrospect (gasps) that that Weasley twin Oh, that was heartbreaking. Oh, anyway, off topic, off topic. Off topic. Um, the Chronicles of Ancient Darkness. <laughs> We're just going to keep saying the title the Chronicles, until the we Chronicles, The Chronicles of Ancient Darkness. Um, oh my god, we so, can turn that into to- a rat. <laughs> yo, yo, I'm Torek and I'm here with my Wolfman, main sister. Torek is here. Yo. After his father dies, Torek um, basically finds a, a. The first book is called Wolf Brother. Yeah. And he realizes that. Um, Within within the, the clans, there are there are certain people who have gifts, and um, and Torek is ultimately to discover that he is a spirit walker. But he one of his gifts is that animals. he well, you know, I mean, it's not as it's not quite as odd as it sounds. Well, no, throughout really fiction and throughout history, there have always been characters who've re- related emotionally and, and to animals very I, well. I, I I speak to the animals, and what you say. Yes, but I mean, when he spoke to the animals, they didn't attack. <laughs> Anyway, he meets this orphan wolf. He, me- he meets this orphan wolf, and the two of them form their own part clan, because mm. Torek is human, but part um, wolf... Uh, oh, wolf God. Coven. Co- co- no, Coven? Coven, that's... that's, that's, that's witches. witches. <laughs> um, pack! <laughs> Fucking... <laughs> shit! Coven? A wolf coven? Pack! A wolf coven? Oh, no, it's going to be Coven from now on. Yes, you wolf know, from... Oh, my God. There, there might be some very witches. careful editing from this yeah. point onwards. Clearly, the wind is working. We've had another glass of wine, you might have noticed. Mm. 
Anyway, Anyhow, to get back to the Chronicles quite of serious point Chronicles that I'm making, um, he, he bonds with this wolf and they, yeah. they become part clan, part pack. Mm. And um, and he is at the end of the first book taken in by uh, uh, Raven uh, uh, the Raven Clan. Um, all of the clans are described so fantastically. Oh, there is throughout the books a little bit like, um, isn't it coincidental that mm. Torak's journey, which spans these six books and is really significant, and it's all about redeeming and finding his out, father, again, finding out who you are, and finding yeah, about your family. It's the journey. Um, again, there's the absent um, parental figure, although in this case it was through horrific bear. circumstances. On the first page. Um, now it is a little bit like, isn't it a handy coincidence that his journey takes mm. him across? Oh, eight or nine the of the major clans no, and that. landscapes. I love that. But it's so Every book beautiful. Every written in a different place. I mean, the first book is set in the in the woods the th no no right the it basically just woods sea a uh, lake sea, sea, sea ice no woods sea ice lake lake swamp Mountains. mountains yes oh. so he, he basically covers all of the geographic it's a little the bit like reading the clan of the incredible. cave bear where you go look she happens to have spanned half a continent in four weeks the, how if handy you've been watching if you've been watching the um bruce perry's arctic recently which is great you should because bruce perry's amazing um she has such a crush uh, such a crush bruce perry. Oh, no. the, uh, <laughs> the third the third book is set in the arctic and the way they describe the mittens that they wear and how they live i mean i love the cold places i i do not feel comfortable in hot weather at all and i i would love to go and experience what they experience and the fact that the woman who wrote it michelle paper and the, th the sixth book won the Char the guardian children's award last year and deservedly worthy, so worthy, deservedly worthy, worthy so not just the, the first book which should have won it every book should have won it they're great mm. great mm. books they're, they're the, some of them are weaker than the others, but the, the first one, the third one, and definitely the last one are fantastic. And Ren, the other character, I, I love. I, I don't know if I would say that some of the books are weaker than others. Mm, I think I the beauty is that they, they cover such varied um, geography and storylines. And again, and it's, it's like... like historically research. She went. Yeah, she went all over these places. places. She mm. stayed for like a month in a Norwegian wood living in a cave but in terms in terms of the storyline like the um the dark is rising every book covers such a distinct range of things yeah i kind of think that there were bound to be things that interested it interested me more and and ones that didn't for example i thought that the parts up in the mountainous regions mm -hmm. i've never lived in a mountainous region mm -hmm. That fascinated me. Mm. Um, the Weird parts case. by the sea, w I, I thought oh, were you see, fascinating. The sea one was fantastic because I am from the sea, and the sea one itself, and the way they live, and the way they use the water, and the way the they, way they look the at the world. Though I mean, each of the different. clans all have their various traditions, and even though they don't, all, they're not the same in every case. They come from the same root because they all honor different animals. What some will honor, you know, the forest dwellers honor the they, animals the of the they, forest. They, 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 have and they have tattoos and they have markings in their bodies, and they're very real people. Mm. They, the, the, the raven can, for example, have, have raven feathers. Is yeah. it stitched onto? So, so you know what clan you are by the animal yeah. skin that's stitched onto you. There is a pride and a sense of community. And the respect they have for nature. I mean, the, the, the entire put the baddies because it is it is very quest based, as it were. There are ba it, the baddies are trying baddie to control the many yeah. for their own good. Yeah. Whereas it's actually it's actually almost I would almost say it's almost anti-fascist. If, if you were in, if you were in the nineteen fifties. This book going, mm, is this a little bit red, to be honest. It's all respect, very societal it's community. Red, ready green colour, like a muddy brown colour, shall we say. But they are phenomenal books. Absolutely beautiful books. And Absolutely. again, okay, now the thing that links the three books in our own minds, if nothing mm. else, is that um, in, in each of the books, there is no... 
there are there are bad people mm-hmm. who assist in in the creating bad events yeah. but the ultimate foe isn't a tangible human being mm-hmm. the ultimate foe is the dark and the, the the dark in the three books each mm. describes different things in in the his dark materials Again. it's ignorance in the dark is rising it's it's fear. ritual and fear, fear and without any and no no connection to nature or self it's selfish love rather yeah. than a, a shared yeah. one and in in the chronicles of ancient darkness the dark is is in one sense it's quite literally dark but it's also it's the part that you let out whenever you do something wrong. Yeah. It's the bits of us that we've let go, it's the, the bad guilt. intentions. It's not feeling guilty about it. It's, fo- it's the feeling you get when you drop a piece of litter on the ground and you don't even think about it. It's and No, I actually think it's the feeling you get when you drop a piece of litter on the ground and you look around and when you see there's no one there, there you, don't you walk up. on. That's the dark. That's the dark. Because if you don't feel If you don't guilt, know that it's a bad thing. If you don't feel that guilt and if you don't feel like... With nature... Ultimate I mean, lack of conscience. Try, I mean, I try, but we don't do enough. I mean, the, the planet is dying and it's not global warming or whatever I don't really understand the science behind it but consuming on the level we do is wrong I think and it's the lack of guilt that you have with that which is the enemy in Chronicles of Ancient Darkness and that's why I really like the books because it's not overtly anything like Philip Pullman's they are overtly an atheist novel it's it's very much this is a bad thing this is wrong and it's something that you can recognise in the world but you, I, I will agree and disagree on that but let's, let's go as yeah. though I had just mm. agreed yeah, I mean, like... <laughs> I, I mean, one of the things I like within the Chronicles of Ancient Darkness is that the concept in right and wrong, it's so much simpler yeah. than our it modern religions allow. It is wrong to want to control people. It's it is wrong to kill. It is wrong to, you know, do... It is wrong to control. And Will himself, again, he feels this depression. He has, he is properly torn because he has family connections. Will? Not Will, Torak. The other two have Wills in them. And Torak, who I loved and would have a massive crush on. Ren as well. Ren plays... plays Ren is the most phenomenal friend. character. Honestly, she is God, destined she's a big, to strong be, woman. She's nice destined woman. to be um, a mage. Mm. And she has all Which the like signs. And she's really industrious in mm. that she learns everything. But her n- worst nightmare would be that she actually becomes a sage. Um, and she, she th- far more than Tarek, and I think in in a way that was quite cleverly done. And I'm not saying this in a sexist way. I'm saying mm. this anthropologically speaking. She grows up a little bit quicker than Torak does. I feel like she yeah, has a far a from about book four, book five. She has a far better concept of what the future will bring. Mm. She only knows one thing that there is no vision of her future that doesn't have Torak yeah. in it. Yeah. Torak, in the meantime, is still at that. Oh, oh no! You should go away from me because I'm ultimately bad for you, kind of thing. And she, she's kind of Which is a very, very patient with him. Really, for a thirteen. But well, no, it is. I mean, they they both they develop along beautiful lines, and I think that part in the final book oh, when God, Torak realizes the the there, there is a part in the final book again fanfic, and it's not it's not overt, and it's not and it and it really isn't sexualized in any way, it's just which sweet. is. It's really kind of lovely. like a, let's just look but there's the a moment in the books let's get it on when Torak realizes that he might lose Ren and he kind of goes a little bit mad yeah. and from that point onwards he kind of unconsciously behaves as though she's a part of him but so uh, but but overtly he's still struggling and he's still trying to send her away mm. and everything and I think that there is a little bit and far more than in the other books where 
it happened in every book so you forgave it in in the chronicles of ancient darkness it really happens terribly quickly there turns out to be a wonderful turn oh of events. yeah it's all very much kind of that like, now, this massive thing you happens. want to talk about your deus ex machina that character is it and this happens and then this as well but, with the books as well it explores friendship a lot yeah and friendship is explored in all the books but i think it really is because with torak has nobody mm. he has no one on his side Even could there the be any better book cast him out can there be any better message though within a book than to say that the only love the only love within which we really redeem ourselves is that yeah. is that of friendship because that's friendship because you can be in choose. love with someone and they will forgive your errors but your friends your friends will want you to improve on them mm. and i think throughout the books all of the characters become better people because mm. of who they have around them well, and it's not it's not it's sexy heavy, it's not romantic it's it's that um human friendship and the fact but that also it is that the relationships that you make in your teenage years they are what if you have healthy relationships oh, gotcha. with people in your teenage years you will probably have healthy relationships mm. throughout the majority of your life and all of the characters have, they've all come from quite dark backgrounds um torek's dad is dead and he never knew his ren's, mother ren's mums ren's mother and father are both dead and she's being raised sort of collectively by her, by uncle, her uncle, yeah. uncle um within the the um his dark materials lyra's never known a home mm. and will's mother is really scholars are lovely. the oxford scholars are lovely but it's not an ideal arrangement for mm. a young girl growing up no, and in the dark is rising um the dark is rising totally contravenes that in that both of the uh, uh, the families of protagonists as in wills and it all comes a bit of a shock it's more of an adventure story though in that yeah. way Far, far more a romp than yeah. than yeah. whereas Especially the, the other the, the other two the series are more, the, much the, the more mission oriented. It's definitely definitely mm. a romp. But I think that um I think that one of the the, the that aspect of family of mm. friendship that redemptive nature and they all of them transform they all bec go from being the children that they were to the adults that they were mm -hmm. destined to be and they're their best possible selves mm -hmm. it just leaves you hopeful mm -hmm. i'm rereading uh, anne of green gables oh at the moment God. and it's the same no but it is you get the same sense of, and you love them she's here like oh no, god no, no, don't get she me wrong. loves I do, them i do i do love anne I but do. no i i'm I reading the books either. and i'm kind of i'm <laughs> i'm thinking about the 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 child that I was and mm. the teenager that I was and I'm finding it amusing to reflect that as an adult I'm far more like the child that I was than I ever well, I was the teenager most about these series of books I mean I've got in, in my library um, which does mostly teenagers and young adults um, I've got the Philip Pullman series I've got the uh, Dark is Rising the second book but not the series but I am going to get the series because mm. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm in charge of the budget <laughs> <laughs> and I do have and power I corrupts power corrupts and absolute power buys more books <laughs> right, um, um, I am gonna, and I did, have, and, and and the students loved them. Like the 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 um, there's, a, I do a reading challenge at the moment, and there's one student who is a mature student, I think, like about my age, and he came in and he read the Twilight series. I think his his missus probably got him to read the Twilight series, and he read the Harry Potter series because he thought he had to read it. And then he said, "What shall I read next?" And I gave him the Philip Pullman book, and he said, "Oh, is this the film? There's a golden compass," and my heart just wept a little bit. And um, he, he came. I love that film, by the way. He came and brought the Amber Spyglass back the other day, and, and honest to God, he had tears in his eyes. Like he was like, "Thank you, this series is amazing." And I've got him on the Torak series now, um, I, which I don't think he's going to enjoy half as much because I think. Oh my God! Sorry, just because it's popped to my head, and it's mm. such an amusing anecdote. Tell tell them about that woman. You you lent a boy Harry Potter. Tell them no, about his mother. It wasn't Harry Potter. It was the. Um, Oh God, the, 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 your own adventure ones, choose your own adventure. You know, the, the, the choose your own adventure books are like, 
you are a wizard or you're a dragon slayer or something ridiculous and you have to go to page go five to page if. five if you want to climb the stairs go to page seven if you want to find the magic amulet and you kill monsters in the way but you kill monsters using maths so there's a little tiny dice at the bottom of the book and you flick through them and um, you you roll dice and the amount of dice that your monster has and you have um, equals you killing the monster or you dying and having to go back to the beginning. So it teaches maths and it teaches literacy and, and, and it's a great, great move series. Move on, move on. I lent this book out to a woman who, for her son, who was 16 or 17, and she came back saying that I had um, introduced him to sorcery. Witchcraft! I did not put my coven schedule, my coven of wolves <laughs> that I go to every week. Um, there's me, there's Mama Wolf from uh, the Jungle Book, and we sit there and we, we, we cast spells. Um, but I did not give him my cover schedule. I didn't. You know, it's it's it's. Uh, I I personally believe he's sixteen books, years these old. Books are fantasy books. The books we discussed tonight are fantasy books, and there's nothing wrong with that. You shouldn't just be grounded in the real world all the time. And you have a lot of of, of, of children's fiction that is very much grounded in the real world, and there's a place for that. And mm, I think that is mm. incredible. Like Jacqueline Wilson, for example, all her books. There's no fancy element in her books, but her books are fantastic. Oh, fantastic oh my books. God! Welcome to the world. Oh God! Welcome to the world. No, sorry. Um, are you there, God? It's me, Margaret. Oh, Judy, Judy Bloom. Bloom. Judy Bloom. Good God. Oh, Bloom. and Anne Fine. And they're as totally well. realistic who, as Anne long Fine, as you're a kid who grew up immediately she... after World War Two. <laughs> <laughs> Anne Fine, who um, is at the oh gosh, Huddersfield Literature Festival soon coming up soon. If you Google that, that might be interesting. But she's like a walking Leeds guide. This woman. I really am. But um, right, I'm going to make you do that thing because we've been at this now for uh, fifty minutes. Um, and what, this, the second half. No, the, oh, the whole thing in total. Girl. I'm really sorry, we've gone on for hours. She's a lovely girl, but she's not that bad. <laughs> oh, that's not fair. I'm just, I've got dyscalculia. I don't know time. Just, okay, <laughs> we're moving on from that incredibly inaccurate statement. I'm going to make you do that thing that you hate to do. Oh, God. An overall rating for each of you the series. You do this to me. I, you can either go an overall rating for the series, or you can do it book, book by book. Can I do it per book? His Dark Materials, book one. Oh, out of out ten, of if ten. you please. Oh God, you can't make me do that. Well, it's it's his dark materials. The series as a whole has to have a ten, but well, the then books are different. So ten out of ten for the series. Yeah, gotcha. But, and I um, would give that a ten out of ten as well. Individual books. I mean, the Golden Compass nine, something like nine Mammoth Spyglass eight. But out of Mammoth Spyglass. The Mammoth Mammoth <laughs> Mammoth Spyglass. Is somebody only clad of the cave fair moment? Oh, everyone, I'm having. I would I would agree with all of three. those except I would give an eight to the first one and a nine to the third one. Dark mm. is rising. O o over stone, over sea, over sea, over stone. I'd give probably an eight. Over Darkest Rise, I'd give it ten. It's amazing. It's great. Um, ten for Greenwich. Ten for Greenwich, definitely. Um, I'd, go King, I'd go seven for seven. Grey King. Yeah, for okay. King. We're agreed. Um, and Silver and the Tree, I'd probably give a seven as well, to be honest, because bits of it don't make any fucking sense. But the ending is fantastic. The ending is fantastic. The end, the, the final three chapters, I'd give like nine out of ten, sense. and then there's like a whole yeah, bit well, in the middle where I'm just like, you lost okay, the plot a little bit. Where are we now? Chronicles of Ancient Dark. Oh, oh, overall series for the overall Dark is Rising. Series. Oh, ten again. All these series are ten out of ten. That's why I'm doing a podcast on them. <laughs> right, then I'll do the Chronicles of Ancient Darkness. Okay. I think the first one I would give a very solid nine to. Yeah. And the last one I would give a Those, nine to. Yeah, I agree with both of them. Um, oddly enough, I think I would give an eight to two and five. And then Ooh. I'd probably give a nine again to three and four. No, I'd give a nine to three. To two, I didn't like so much, I'd probably give it an, a seven. Okay. To four and five, I'd probably give eight each to. 
eight and we're agreed on five for eight. Yeah. So the only one that were different then is uh, book four and book two. Um, I agree that all of the series are 10 out of 10. Yeah. I'm really, I'm just being cruel now because the, the we're recording and I get to be. Which, is your if you could series? only recommend. Oh no! Oh, well, right. Oh okay. my God, talk about your Sophie's choice. I'm not oh. making you choose whoa, between whoa, whoa, your father and your sisters. Don't compare this to the choices Sophie makes. Jesus Lord. She's only got to pick two children. <laughs> right, let me just say for the record, I don't agree with that statement. I don't compare books to my children. I am not a book. She with. is aware that a I'm book will last far longer. But I'm really going to edit that out later. Um, I can't <laughs> choose. You can't make me choose. Right, if I had to recommend one series. One series and right, only one to? series. Who to? To I, an I think reader, the, to somebody who's read for a while. The only thing that I can say them. is... Oh my God, this is so creepy. I can't believe I'm saying it. You and I have a 15-year-old daughter. As the couple Crazy that we are as not. that sounds. <laughs> who gives birth to her, though? <laughs> Because I'd recommend something to your daughter. I, I think we right. should use a surrogate, to be quite honest. We're both right, too so posh it's just a random fifteen-year-old girl. Random fifteen-year-old girl. Girl. girl, but As she's we she is a little bit a little bit more magical than the average fifteen-year-old. So girl. us at fifteen. Us at fifteen. <laughs> right, us at fifteen. Oh Jesus! And they've not read any of the series. Not read any of them. Well, me at fifteen one? would be Philip Pullman because I read that when I was fifteen. Okay. But then, but I recommend like an emerging reader who's not read much before. I'd recommend the Wolf Brother series, the the, the Chronicles of Age and Darkness. Okay. But to somebody who's an avid reader, who's like us now, to us now, yeah. I'd recommend um, the other one. I'd no, it's fine because I would Dark agree with Horizon. the first one. To a fifteen-year-old teenager, I actually think that his dark materials. She can get the rest later. Is essential. Definitely. Reading. Yeah. No, for a fifteen-year-old, definitely. Um, having said that, I think that I would reverse it. From the way I think that to somebody who's really enjoying books um, as a teenager, I would recommend the Dark is Rising series. And to somebody who's a bit older getting into books, I'd recommend the Chronicles of Ancient well, that's Darkness. What I do. That's what I do. Mm. Yeah. Um, but I think that for me, the essential one, to be honest, if I met anybody at any age yeah. who hadn't read them, the essential one for me would be His Dark Materials. Because I think that the others are fantastic stories, but mm. this is the book that's out in a mission, and I happen, I happen to. I just, see that I just, viewpoint no, I can't you know. I think that if I had to if there was only one series of books allowed to exist in the world then I just wouldn't want to be in that world so I can't answer that to be honest because despite having answered the question she no if it was like anybody it. if it was anybody but if it was a certain category of readers no no but you, you said you couldn't do that no I'm just saying that if, if it were me anybody that I met that mm. hadn't read them I would recommend his dark materials right. too because I just think conceptually it's it's the others are standalone stories mm. in their own way. This is a trilogy and it has a big picture and however, I really think the however, big picture there is. You should definitely read all of them. Yeah. Yeah. You should go out and read all of them. Go okay, all shut up. Shut right, up woman. Okay. Say bye. your goodbyes. Um, bye. You it can, was really nice to talk to you, um and um, we'll I'll send her down to the basement. Hopefully um I'll talk to you again soon. So um, bye for now. Thank you very much for listening. Um, if you disagree fervently with anything Which that we've said, do. do get in touch. You can find us at, on Twitter as yes. either at Book Elf Leeds, Hi. all one word, um, or, or at Leeds Book Club, or at Dr. Neville, just because I'm quirky like that. Um, if you agreed with us, leave pleasant comments <laughs> on blog, which is leedsbookclub.blogspot.com. And uh, thank you very much. We hope to bore you again in the future. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.